All right, let's get into it. Welcome back, everybody, to We Talk Film. I'm your host, as always, very joined, as always, by Clayton. How you doing, Clayton? Hey, Barry, I'm doing good. How are you? Good, good. We're getting by. We're getting by. We may be a little bit late to this week's podcast, but, you know, we're still here. We're right on time, in a way. In some place, we're on time, you know. In some multiverse out there, we're on time. We're always on time. The news! All right, a lot happened this week in film, especially because we're a couple days late to this episode. Some more development has happened to some dun, stories dun, dun. On, my, on my notes today. So the first thing that I would like to mention is a story straight out of Netflix. Um, apparently they're opening physical stores in 2025. It's kind of like an amusement retail store done up like the shows that they create. It, it sounds weird, kind of cool. But it's definitely like a cash grab way to sell merch. I, I don't know. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> now, Netflix I mean, are yeah, going to make their money actually... somehow. You know, they're going to up their pricing and then also make yeah. physical stores. <laughs> it's it's kind of because it's like they don't make the physical media, so they're just selling like T-shirts and shit. So, yep, <laughs> I yep. mean, whatever. Sure. Go buy a Stranger Things shirt if you want. I mean, Why not? <laughs> you know? Whatever. All right. All right. Over to some other news. This is a story that's kind of two stories and they're connected and it's weird. So the Kingsman 2 and the Ki- and Kingsman 3. So, right. Huh? <laughs> what? I'm already confused. <laughs> okay. So, you know, the Kingsman, the prequel to Kingsman. The yes. Secret yes. Okay. Well, that that's I still need to watch. Sequel. Okay. But it's getting a sequel. Uh, the King's Man 2, uh, which is called The Traitor King, which is even more confusing. So the, the prequel is getting a sequel, <laughs> and it's going to cover the rise of Hitler. Because in the post credit scene okay. of the original, it teases Hitler yep. like a Thanos villain. It's, so it's going to be... This is that's, the Infinity War. Bizarre. This is the Infinity War of the Kingsman universe. Yeah, so that... Uh, is being filmed next year, or will come out next year. One of those, I don't, okay. I didn't write okay. that down. But Kingsman three. So this is the, the current one, which is is also happening, and we'll be filming next year as well. So this is, <laughs> yep. so we're getting a third film and a second film for the prequel, but the third films for these new ones. So there's gonna be five yep. Kingsman movies all up. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Sure. That's Why not? <laughs> I mean, I'm excited oh, for Kingsman not? 3 with, um, uh, what's his name? Edgerton. But yeah. I, don't, I haven't even watched the other Kingsman, the Kingsman movie. So, you know. <laughs> no, that's okay. It doesn't matter. Oh, um, Barry, uh, can I borrow $3.1 million? Uh, <laughs> sure. Why not? I'll just take that out of my bank account right now for you, bud. Oh, yes. Because... Someone took that out of their bank account recently to purchase something that I find really cool. Um, they purchased an original Star Wars X-Wing model that was used in the film. It sold at auction for $3.1 million, which is insane. Um, and apparently that is insane. it was just sitting in the shed of one of the uh, model shop workers that passed away. So they, it went off to auction oh. and sold for $3.1 okay. million. That's insane. Damn. For a that model. family made a lot of money off a dead guy. 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it, it makes... Star Wars stuff sells for insane amounts of money. Um, it does. Do, it do, does. Do, do. All right. Over in Marvel news, Charlie Cox. Uh, a photo of Good him came out Charlie recently Cox. from New York Comic Con, where he cosplayed Bluey, uh, an Australian yeah. icon. <laughs> and he's got face Love paint Bluey. on and weird ears. It's a terrible yep. costume, but it's really funny. Oh yeah. It's really funny and it's that. amazing. I love Bluey it's and really I cool. love Charlie Cox. Barry, Barry's going to put that photo to YouTube now. And now that I've mentioned it, he has to do that as extra work. I have to do those things now. God damn, I have to edit these videos. Yeah. <laughs> Pull that up, Barry. <laughs> if you're watching on YouTube and he hasn't pulled that up, um, downvote it. Yeah. Dislike like the video. Dislike the video. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Speaking of disliking videos, a group of fourth graders in Miami, right, in year four, were shown the first 30 minutes of Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey, a horror reboot. They were shown it apparently on accident, but they were shown the first half an hour. So it's kind of weird because that's a lot of accidental showing before the teacher realized. That is a lot of accidental showing. So obviously that teacher didn't care. We're mad. Uh, oh, yeah. I have no idea oh, yeah. if the story developed any further, but apparently yep. they were very distraught at what they were watching, which is which makes sense. Ah, that's all right. It's an incredibly violent. I watched Taxi Driver movie. at the age of eight, and I turned out fine. Ah, did you? You started a podcast. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh. All right, all right. Let's move over to some more Marvel news because we're getting a couple more season twos of shows. It seems like the success of Loki season two has led to some interesting developments because Moon Knight and Miss Marvel are both getting second seasons. They're in development now, and that's great news because I liked both of those shows. Uh, Moon Knight yes, more than Miss yes. Marvel, but I really liked both of those shows. Oh, oh anyway, yes, they're great. Getting season twos. <laughs> season two of Moon Knight. I'm excited. Let's go. Good old Oscar Isaac. Great. I love me some Oscar It's going to be great. But uh, unfortunately, this is some other Marvel. Uh, Deadpool 3. Uh, the original story on my Ugh. notes was that the release date was at risk. It might have been pushed back. And uh, now it has been. It is now coming out uh, on May. Oh, no. It was originally going to release on May the 3rd of next year. Um, and then it's, it's reportedly being pushed back to, towards the end of next year, which varies, but, uh, it seems like Falcon and the Winter Soldier is going to take Deadpool's slot in terms of release. Uh, none of that I don't think has been confirmed yet, but it's, at least we're getting something Marvel then. And, you know, Captain America sounds interesting enough for me to be okay with it. Um, and, and it's considering Deadpool isn't going to start filming again until next year because of the actors' strikes. It makes sense. The movie's apparently 50% cut and edited and filmed. So, yep, yep. yeah, it, it yeah, it makes sense. And um, hopefully that gives them more time to develop it further and improve what they were originally going to do. So, sure. Why not? Uh, some things getting season. A TV show that we're both watching and enjoying right now, Gen V, the boys' spin-off show, has been yeah. renewed for a second season. Oh, Gen V. And it, it, it's not even fin- halfway through. People are loving it that much, and the show's yeah. really great. Yeah. Um, that it, Yeah, it's getting a second season. Uh, Amazon Prime's like, yeah, Just man, this is everything awesome. that Robin Kirkman is putting his name to is getting, like, multiple seasons now. It's 
so good. And we about that in the director's cut of today's episode, so be sure to yes, stick around and be. watch it on YouTube, where we have an Will. extended edition of all of these shows. Look at that. Self-promotion. Look at that. We do that And now. you can see our lovely faces <laughs> as well. Uh, if you really want to, sure. <laughs> We're not forcing you to do that. You can watch it like, or just listen to it on YouTube and not look at our just faces. Just have it in That's the background while you're watching other things, you know. <laughs> Put it on the biggest TV you can find, even better. Yes. Annoy your family with our ramblings. Put it on <laughs> in a cinema. Oh, that would be cool. We should find a way cool. to do that. That's we should. We honestly should. <laughs> I wouldn't, but we should find a way to do that. That's really cool. <laughs> anyway, we've got um a final story this week. Uh, it's it's story in two parts because it's some video game news revolving some productions. Okay, uh, coming straight out of Netflix and coming out of Amazon. The first one from Netflix uh, is a Bioshock film is reportedly in its writing stage now that the writing strike has acted uh, is over. The production team is incredibly optimistic for the fact that they're announcing that we're it means that yep. they're doing well because they're like yeah and it's rude that doesn't usually get announced until something until it started filming or until something's worked on it, it's it's weird for the production team to be this optimistic about something they're writing especially out of netflix so that's that's a good sign oh, yeah. i'm all for, for a bioshock um that's gonna be cool yes, and then yes. amazon uh, the Fallout TV show that they were working is going to premiere on April 12th of next year. So towards the start of next year, about we're going to get time. About time. the Fallout show. I know. That's, and it looks really I'm looking good. forward All to that show so much. Yeah. Oh, it's going to be awesome. Um, and that concludes this week's films. Uh, films? News. This Films? <laughs> this is the end that, of the news for this week. This is the end of the news. This is the end of the podcast. Uh, All right, here we go. <laughs> Okay, that's not cool. our song. Well, that's some <laughs> that's wonderful. <laughs> that's some wonderful news you have there, Clayton. Um, so yes, in today's episode yep. of the podcast, um, we are talking about a little film where I'm going to play a clip from right now and try and guess what it is. I don't even know if you love me anymore. Of course, I love you. And kill these men who killed my family. Did your wife say who she was most afraid of? Don't do something you're going to regret for the rest of your life. I ain't got nothing but regret. So, yes, oh Clayton and I went to go and see Martin Scorsese's new film, Killers of the Flower Moon. So let me tell you a little synopsis, Clayton, about this film, even though you've already seen it. In the early go 20th it, century, right? the Osage tribe experienced a traumatic shift of fortune when oil was discovered on their Oklahoma reservation. However, due to reservation laws, white guardians are appointed to manage their newfound wealth. Ernest Burkhart, returning from World War I, played by Leonardo DiCaprio, becomes entangled in a sinister plot orchestrated by his uncle, William King Hale, played by Robert De Niro, who possesses a benefactor but secretly plans to murder the Osage tribe members to steal their oil riches. He murders the, the deaths of several wealthy Osage people, including the poisoning of Molly, played by Lily Gladstone, Ernest's wife, as more Osage fall victim to murder and poisoning. The tribe's cancer urges members to fight back, investigating or 
including the um, FBI to come into Oklahoma to investigate um, the murders. And obviously that's basically what the movie is about. And it's all based upon true events as well, which is another wacky thing. So yes, this is Martin Scorsese's. It's Scorsese. I got told because I kept saying Scorsese, Scorsese and then I, yeah, um, but no, right? I was watching. I was watching a podcast with the editor, and she says it's Scorsese, not Scorsese. What? Scorsese. This is the editor, um, Thelma Schoonmaker, who's edited basically all of Martin Scorsese's films. Um, that's actually how you pronounce it. Is Scorsese? Um, well, I know were saying it wrong on the podcast. You. On name pronunciations, so it's Scorsese. Stick, Scorsese. Scorsese. I've done my research. Okay, you can do your research all you want. I'm not saying Scorsese. All right, I'm saying Scorsese. It's Scorsese. It's like that yes, Simpsons is... joke. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, is that Matt groaning? It's graining. Matt groaning. Sure? It's graining. No. Groaning. <laughs> Are you sure? Um, no. <laughs> no. Well, that's why I was watching the podcast on here. But yes, this is Martin Scorsese's yeah. um, new film that comes at a whopping three and a half hours long. And oh my gosh, what a wonderful film. But oh my gosh, it does drag on just a wee bit oh, um, for being three and a half hours bit. as a feature film. So take it away, Clayton. What are your thoughts on this film? Well, as always, Barry, spoiler warnings, hit that button because... Oh, yeah. We are going to spoil the hell out of this three and a half hour movie. Yes, we are. And because it's a three and a half hour movie, I doubt a lot of you are going to go see it. If any of you are going to go see it. Because this movie is not doing well at the box office. The Taylor Swift Errors Tour movie is killing it. Is making Um, more money. (laughs) Yeah, Killers of the Flower Moon is not going to make its money back. And I feel like Scorsese, Scorsese knew that. Because it's a three and a half hour historical epic about like oil tycoons in the late, late Wild West, right? So it's this is a yeah. very niche yeah. film already. Unless you're a Scorsese fan. It is fan, a very niche film. I don't think a lot of people are going to go see this film. But it is a good film. Like, it's, it's bad. This is an enjoyable three and a half hour, a very long three and a half and it's definitely yep. dragged out in a lot of ways, and, and not in the ways that I want it. I would have wanted, um, but yeah, it is dragged out. It's three and a half hours, but it's really good. The acting in this movie, I think, sells it because a lot of this movie's talking. Oh yes, a lot of the action yep, is yep. quick. There is yep. what like twenty minutes of action in this three and a half hour movie, and it's yep. lost over quick. Um, but yeah, the acting definitely carries this movie. The performances alone were really good with De Niro and DiCaprio opposite each other, which oh, has yeah. never happened before in, in a movie. No, this is the no. first time. It's really well done. They're both killing it, and it makes sense yep, for two yep. actors of that high caliber to do it. But also some of the other actors, like the actor who plays Molly, who I don't know her name. She kills Lily it as well. Lily Gladstone. Yes, her. She kills it as well. She holds her own against two of the like most well-known actors in all of Hollywood. So yes. that yes, she is does. equally impressive. Um, but yeah. Oh, Barry, why don't you talk about this film a little bit? Just kick it yeah, off. Yeah, so I, going yeah. back to the actors and everything like that, let's start off with, I should say, the front runner for this film that was absolutely standout to me was Lily Gladstone, um, who played Molly Burkite in the show. Um, yeah, I was really hoping we would see more of her character. But every time she was on screen, 
She was phenomenal. And like you said, she was in scenes with Robert De Niro and Leonardo DiCaprio, and she was basically on the same acting performance and on par with two of the biggest giants in Hollywood um, type <laughs> yeah. thing. Like everyone yep. bring their A game to this movie, especially her, because I'm pretty sure this is her fe first feature film or first ever oh, like really? main performance in a film, um, which is another amazing thing as well. Um, I could be wrong about first feature, but it's her first ever like uh, first big. It's it's definitely like, her first character. biggest. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's um, definitely her biggest. And then yeah, also yeah. as well, you got Leonardo DiCaprio playing as Otis Burker, which coming out of the cinema and tr throughout this film, I hated his character so much. So basically, a big plot of the yeah. story as well. Spoilers again is that he slowly over time through manipulation of Robert De Niro's character William King Hale is basically asked to slowly poison his wife and everything like that mm -hmm. and just gets caught up yep. in all his schemes and everything like that. And it's just his character I absolutely hated so much, but that's what sells it because it was absolutely amazing that it got me as a viewer absolutely despising this character where you <laughs> are meant to despise this character um, type yep. thing because he did some horrible, horrible things. And he was still thinking that he was the good guy at the end of the day, like doing it all and stuff. I oh, thought he could yes. get away with it all. Yes. Um, and then oh, you got man. Robert De Niro's William Hale, which I would have to say, this is probably one of the best Robert De Niro performances I have seen in his films, probably like in the past 20 years. I would say this is like oh, yeah. top three characters for me. It's such like a humanistic evil villain in a way. Like you can see his approach to it, but he is just downright evil, you know, like plotting oh, all these murders yeah. against the Osage and everything like that. And as Robert De Niro always does, he does such an amazing performance, especially with scenes with him and Leonardo DiCaprio um, bonding and having that relationship of um, uncle and um, nephew and everything like that. It's so well done. It's so well done. Um, oh, yeah. But even the supporting actors and everything like that bring their A game. So like Brendan Fraser makes mm -hmm. an appearance later in this film, yeah, um, and everything like that. He was absolutely amazing. That was just an absolute <laughs> standout. And you got so Jesse cool. Plemons as well, who plays Tom White, yep. one of the FBI investigators. John Lithgow was in here as yeah, well. Yeah, he's in it. So many people wow. were in this film. Um, I'm pretty sure, like even Jack White made an appearance in this film. Yeah, the he lead said singer that, of White Stripes. Like, yeah. Yeah, he's yeah, at sure. the end of the film. And also Sturgill Wait. Simpson. He appeared in this film as well. He's the bootlegger guy. Because I called that yeah. out when we watched the film. I was like, I'm pretty sure that's Sturgill Simpson. It was Sturgill Simpson. <laughs> he's appearing in everything now. I'm so happy that Sturgill Simpson is finally appearing in stuff. Um, yeah. But yeah, it was, it it was, was absolutely really cool just amazing. Quite a, quite a few big names in this film. And most of them don't show up until like the last 20 minutes of a three and a half hour yes. movie. Like Brendan yes. Brazier and John Lithgow show up in the courtroom for five minutes at the end and they're great yeah yep. but you don't get to see much of them and it's no. uh, very convoluted because this movie despite it being three and a half hours would have worked as a mini series better and we talked about yes. this as soon as yes. we came out we said if this was a six hour six episode mini series like a band of brothers sort of situation it would yep. be insane yep. if they spent more time fleshing out the actual murders that dicaprio commits in the movie the murders the actual killings happened very quickly like that um yes it'll yep. just be two seconds of a guy walking and then bang he's dead and then it'll cut back to yep. the to the main drama which was cool but it, it didn't 
didn't really give a sense of building up to it as much as I would have liked. I would have liked a lot yeah. more time before the actual murders happen in that. But yep. Yep. yeah, like you said, there's much action. So basically, um, the movie opens with DiCaprio just kind of wandering up. And it's a weirdly modern take on like a Western theme for this little intro. Yeah, I yeah. Really no, like it's very, it's very much a Western paced film, if I'm being honest. Oh, like, it's yeah, very yeah, much yeah. that long setting way. So it is a Western, but it still adds that sort of modern historical lens on top of it. Um, because film opening, really cool, like, almost Red Dead Redemption inspired opening where he comes in on a train and he gets off and there's this cool song. Oh yeah. And then he meets, um, the De Niro, cinematographer for this film, by the way, is this phenomenal. So yeah. Robert Rodrigo, um, same oh, guy yeah. that did Barbie, by the way, same guy that did Bar- Barbie. Yeah. <laughs> Really? Yeah. That's impressive. Yep. That's a that's a very that different movie to have done previously. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Come straight off that onto this. That's awesome. But yeah, so the movie oh, shot Rod- really well. Um, Sorry, Rodrigo yeah. Perito. Sorry, it's the cinematographer. Okay. I just gotta stop trusting you with names, Barry. <laughs> no more names for you, my no God. No more so, names. Yeah, DiCaprio, DiCaprio goes back to his home hometown. He meets his uncle De Niro, who kind of shows him. He's like, "Hey, man." There's a bunch of Indians out there. Uh, they've got a shit ton of oil land. Uh, if you marry one of them and then kill them off, you'll get their title deeds and we'll all be rich. And then DiCaprio's like, yep. yeah, right. And he goes and marries one and then spends the yep. next three hours killing her family and slowly poisons her. Yeah. And kind of doesn't feel guilty about anything. <laughs> nope, DiCaprio's nope. character has like no remorse for anyone in this film, except for maybe his wife. But that's even from just him. Like if... Yeah, he doesn't care about his wife's sister and family. It's just his wife and kids. Yeah, and then De Niro is even worse because De Niro is like, I don't even care about anyone except myself and all of this money I'm gonna get. It's okay. Yep. Yep. The only good person is his wife, Lily um, Gladstone. Uh, what was her name? Molly Burkhart. Uh, Molly. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. So Molly, and she spends most of this movie sick in a bed. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's definitely a western. It's paced not very well. I would say that the yeah the downfall of this movie is its pacing, and that's due to its runtime and the fact that Scorsese gets pretty much free way free reign to do whatever he wants, and um, it isn't always a good thing. It can definitely lead to elements of the film feeling lesser than most of it. Like yeah, like I said, like a lack of action drawing out some scenes cinematography is great lighting in this movie was awesome this is like some of the greatest lighting i've seen in recent years it just looks so good um everything looks amazing the sets design all of it so good it fills the era really well the acting performances are great um but probably my biggest gripe with the film is the ending um after the trials we we zoom out and all of a sudden we're in a theater play in like a yeah, and it's like 1960s, 1970s, um, yeah, because they have the lucky strikes, it. cigarettes mm-hmm. in the background. So they're narrating the story like it's a radio play. They're doing the sound effects yeah. and they're yeah. reading lines from a script. And then Scorsese himself shows up and just kind of tells you what happens to the characters, and that's how it yep. ends. We don't get to see any of that. They just kind of tell us that, and it only happens at the end. It doesn't bookend the movie. Like it doesn't nope. do it at the start. It's not like, oh, let me tell you a story, and then it goes yeah, into the it film. Felt it felt really out ends. of place. 
Yeah. It was weird. It's just a sudden weird little jump. Like I said, I wouldn't wouldn't have had a problem with it if the movie was like narrated by Scorsese and was bookended yeah. by the theatre scenes, told like it's a story. But it, no, it just happens yep. at the end. And I don't like that. It, it feels yeah. so, like, almost rushed, honestly. It's like they didn't know how to end it, so they did this. And that might be the case. It might just be this as he wanted, and in that case, we shouldn't have listened to him. <laughs> yeah. Cause well, that's the thing. That's the thing with the idea. film. It, it, yeah. Yeah. This film does a lot of good things. Like, it's a normal Scorsese film and everything like mm-hmm. that. You know what you, you're set in for. But there's also yeah. a lot of wrongs that it's it's doing at the same time. And like we said, yeah, we yeah. had a discussion coming out of the cinema and everything like that. It should have been, it could have done so much better as a six-part miniseries where we yeah. could have gone on more detail about the Osage yep. people and everything like that. Have it from their perspective for a couple episodes and then go further investigation yeah. of the FBI side. Because that's the thing, the original script for this film uh, I think the book anyway is more based upon like the FBI investigation, which was Jesse Plemons' mm. character. Because Leonardo DiCaprio yep. was meant to play that character originally um, before That's COVID right. and yeah. before the Irishman and everything like that. Because they've been like trying to develop this movie for such a long time um, oh. and everything like that. So, but then obviously they changed it up a bit and being like, oh, let's have a different perspective and show it from Ernest Burkhart's perspective, kind of like a middleman mm. type thing. And he's kind of revol- resolved around it. But that's the thing. They yeah. still didn't take into consideration. Like, there should be a limit to how long films are at cinemas um, these days. Because <laughs> that it was a long time yeah. sitting in a cinema. Like, if this was at home oh, where yeah. I'm more comfortable, where I can actually pause the film and go to the toilet and everything mm-hmm. like that, sure, yep. why not? I would watch a four-hour cut type thing. Yep. Um, but being in a cinema and everything like that, there should be, like, a, a limit to how long your feature film actually can be. Um, I yeah. think three I mean, hours, two and a half hours. And that's the thing. There is a good hour of this film that could have been cut out. Uh, even yes, when yes. I was like viewing it and everything like that, I'm just like, yeah, there's a lot of like story stuff there that would have been cool to see them develop more mm-hmm. if it was a miniseries, yeah. but you should have just taken it out to further the story the yeah. and yeah, for the film yeah. and to make it a bit more better paced and everything like that. Cause that's the thing. It, it really just dragged out. And could have been so much better as a miniseries because I'm really intrigued yeah. about that. Like, this is still based upon true events, the tragedy yeah. of the Osage people and everything like that, which is mind-boggling that there is there was people like this and everything like that, and especially yeah, Ernest Burkhardt's character. Um, yeah. That's the thing. It's just yeah, I still just can't get over the performances though by Leonardo DiCaprio and Robert De Niro and Lily Gladstone, and just Leonardo yeah, DiCaprio's yeah. performance and, uh, of his like facial expression that entire time. He has like this grumpy look to his face, like this sad entire time i was like how how do you do that the entire film even while you're talking (laughs) yeah i mean okay so yeah taking a step back this story is really interesting the fact that it's it really happened this is a true event like a true story um with of course some dramatization but it's still a true story it's so interesting to see how these events unfolded because the twists in this movie are really good there's some awesome reveals and twists the investigation side of it's really cool but yeah i feel like because it's scorsese they let him do a three and a half hour movie and let him put it out in cinemas and that's the thing this is an apple like production so this i think was probably meant to go to apple's streaming service or something similar to what napoleon which is another apple film is coming out it was the same sort of thing but they decided to put it in cinemas and it's not going to make its money back if six-part series it would be making money 
because it would be fleshed out more. It would have more action. It would be more intense. Yep. People would watch it once a week for an hour instead of three and a half hours in the cinema, which I didn't even get through. I had to go to the bathroom in the middle. We we Googled what time to go to the bathroom before. Yeah, we what time to actually go to the bathroom. Not and it's the FBI this. scene if you go and see it. <laughs> but, yeah, like I said, this movie's it's good. It's not a bad film. It's just too much film, <laughs> like, for what it it's is. It's too much film. And yep, yep. Too much film. Or not enough of a show. Like, yeah, it's it's hard to really speak about this film because a lot of it is dialogue. It is an incredibly dialogue-heavy film. Yeah. Um it's def- this film is definitely not for everyone. If you're go- if you're expecting action or if you're expecting like Wild West shootouts and stuff, you're probably not going to enjoy this film. Um, yeah, if you're yeah. if you like drama or mystery crime thrillers, you'll probably like it. But it- it's a hell of a commitment, especially for cinemas, which is oh, why it's yeah. not doing well. So no. yeah, it, but it this really is the thing right. about cinemas and stuff. Like just before we wrap up on things here. Apparently, though, forty-eight percent of all people that went to go and see this box office weekend, or the first open weekend for it, were under the age of thirty-five. So that's almost half of oh, really? the viewer audience was under the age of thirty-five, which I found that, quite surprising. That is really surprising because, considering, look at our cinema. Everyone else in that was old. There was like four or yeah. five old people behind us, and there was another older couple. But I know those people they were... my age. It was it was strange. <laughs> Yeah, but it's like our cinema was full of old people, and that's really surprising considering how long and weird. Uh, uh, that's hard to believe, honestly. Yeah, Very, yeah. <laughs> okay, sure. I guess they're just going to the cinema more, and they're willing to give it yeah. a try. I don't know. Well, that's sure. the, I think what? this still because it's a Scorsese film. His name yeah, still true. has such a big reputation in Hollywood, yeah. and I think that's I the reason just... why a- Apple as well allowed him to have $200 million to make this film and was like, you can do whatever that yeah. you want. You want to release a three and a half hour cut, go for it. Because it still is yeah. a Scorsese film. And his name has yes. been well known for the past 50 yes. years now. So, And honestly, honestly, props for Apple giving him that money and that chance. Because yeah. like I said, all the yeah. names in this film carry it. Like you see Scorsese, DiCaprio, De Niro. You're like, okay, I know those names. Those are good names. They're good signs. Yeah. This is a three and a half hour movie. Studio's like, yeah, here's 200 million, do whatever you want. Three and a half hours, like, that's insane. That's that's an extra two hours than your average comedy film, you know? It's yeah. a yeah. lot to commit. And I love that the studio was willing to take that chance, even though they knew that it probably wasn't going to make money. It, yeah, I mean, yeah. I guess, yeah, it takes big names like that for something to happen like that. But, but sure, I'm more, I'm mind a three hour movie, three hour movie if it was paced well, and if it did yeah. that. But yeah, this one definitely follows a little flat. But that's okay. Yeah. Should we go to some oh. final thoughts and ratings? Um, who wants to go first? Do you want to go first? Um, I can go first. So, it's a 7 out of 10. It's, like I said, it's good. Yeah. It's just another commitment and it's the pacing. Yeah. It's what's the yeah, pacing and the ending. Let's sit down. Yeah. But like yeah. I said, this, yeah. What, three hours of this movie that's really good? It's just, yeah. You need, you need to. Find time. Oh, yeah. Now, the plots yep. are good. Acting is amazing. Blotting, dressing, everything awesome. It's great. It's the best we've ever seen. Uh, but yeah, 7 out of 10. Yeah, pacing ending. That's pretty much it that was wrong with the film. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah well, I'm going to get an 8 out of 10. 
Um, it was a very like pacing issue with this film. Like I said, it could have been as a feature film, could have been a bit shorter. If they did it as a mini series, they could have done so much better. And that's what I would have liked to see more out of all this was to see more of the perspective of the Osage people, especially Molly's character. Mm-hmm. I feel like if we actually started with her from the beginning and seeing her family down until she got sick and then it changed to Ernest's perspective or even Jesse Plemons' Ooh, character, cool. yeah. um, I would have preferred that so much more um, than this and I would have liked to see the more of the investigation side to it all. But like I said, if they did it as a miniseries yeah. or whatever happened, like, yeah, it was, it was definitely a film. And then that last scene at the end, where they're like talking about yeah. it in the future. It, it really took me out of the film, if I'm being honest. Like thinking about it now, yeah. I'm just like, yeah, that's just so out there. Like if it started it with work. that at the beginning, yeah. it would have been fine. But it was yes. just all of a sudden, no, we had a news broadcast now, it's the 1960s. And it was like, what? It, what? Okay. It doesn't Jack work. White's in the it, background. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> it doesn't work. And Scorsese should have seen that it didn't work. Yeah. But I guess yeah. he did. No, whatever. Scorsese, if yep. you're listening, I would have done it better. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> Scorsese, don't there. listen to him. If if you want someone that can help write a script, you know who to call. <laughs> All right. So All right. on to our next topic oh. uh, of the week. Obviously, is Loki um, episode three, season two is out, oh. and yes. This episode is called 1893 because that's right, Loki and Mo- Mo- is it Mobius. Not Morbius, Mobius. Mobius. <laughs> oh, he's not a vampire. He's, he's not, not a vampire. Jared Leto. He's not Jared Leto. He's not part of a cult. Do we, Jason? Do we not um, have a Loki button? Do we not have a. No, I, a I need Loki to make button. a Loki button. Oh, I need to make a Loki button. We need a Loki button. I just forget. Oh, I just forget. Um, yes, yeah, so Loki and Mobius <laughs> go on the hunt for everyone's favorite cartoon clock as they try to save the TVA. So, yes, they are looking for Miss Minutes this episode. They finally fade uh, Renslayer's PDA thing from the last episode. They're just, like, tracking it down. They're like, oh, they've gone back to 1893 where the World Circus Festival thing. And none other than Jonathan Majors makes his oh appearance God. finally in this show as Victor Timely. Obviously, they teased that at oh, yeah. the end of the first season, I think. Or was yes, it in Quantumania? Yeah. It was, it, was, it was something uh, they teased him in already as his character. In particular, I think he was yeah. just teased in Loki trailers. I don't think he was in Quantumania at all at the end. Oh, okay. Um, okay. If I remember, I wasn't paying attention yeah. during that movie, so he could have, but, you know, <laughs> like, it doesn't matter anyway because he shows up in yeah, this. Yeah, it doesn't matter. And, he shows yeah, up in so. this and he just steals the show. I'm sorry. We need to keep Jonathan yeah. Majors in as much as everything oh, going yeah. on at Disney at the moment. Oh, I love this episode so much because of Jonathan Majors in it. He is just Kills absolutely it. amazing as this character. Kills it. Um, and all right, yeah, let, yeah. Well, before we move on from Jonathan Majors, I'd like to point out the fact that he's playing like hundreds of the same character and doing them all differently. Every iteration of yep. Kang we've seen has been completely different and feels different, yet they look the same. The Ant-Man one, the Loki season one guy, and then the Loki season two Kang, all completely different. And that alone is why Marvel hired this guy to be Kang, because he's killing it yeah. in these performances. Yeah. And I'm so glad that they kept him around, because I cannot think of anyone who could have done a good a job of, as he like as this character but now yep, he is yep. kang and he's killing it as the versions of kang that we've seen it's just the films that he's in that's let him down but the kang yep. itself has been good and this oh yeah the character the performances, yeah 
Yeah. This yeah. is a good one. This is a good like, show. Tom Hiddleston well. got he got outacted this episode. I, I can clearly he, say he that. Did. He got he got he outacted yeah. by Jonathan Majors. Good. <laughs> He's so good in this show. But yeah. Yep, yep. Yeah, so basically Loki and Mobius end up in a uh, fair in the 1800s. And uh, Renslayer and Miss Minutes are the bad guys this episode. They basically That's right. bring this weird weird version of Kang uh, into knowledge of the TVA. They give him a book and then travel to his future where they meet up with everyone and he's learning how to do time travel and all of that shit. Um, and yep, then basically yep. Loki shows up and he's like, hey, I'm going to take you back. And then Sylvie shows up and like, hey, I'm going gonna, gonna to kill you. And then... There's a big fight and a chase. Uh, Loki ends up doing some magic and meets up with the female yep. Loki. Miss it Minutes turns out Victor weird. Timely is not so much of a scientist. He's more of a scam artist in a way. Because <laughs> yeah. he's like making but things but they don't like, work after a while. No. But he's also more of a good guy than the other Kangs that yes. we've seen. He's not yes. a bad dude. He doesn't want to hurt anyone. He, you know, he just wants to kind of make inventions, and they're failing him because of the era's technologies. Like, I know I can do that, but I can't do that now. So I'm going to try, yeah. and it's probably going to fail, and I'm going to sell it to someone. But you know, at least he's not a bad guy in this, and it's it's another cool thing to see no. because he's different from the other gang. But yeah, so uh, Miss Minutes, on the other hand, is a bad dude. Because she yes. she gets a little freaky this episode in a really weird she and unsettling get, I, I, way. Yeah, I was just like, that's disturbing to look at. Um, it was. So, yeah, basically what happens with Miss Minutes' character and everything like that, we go through the point where um, Kang and Rovana Renslayer, I always forget that, yeah, Renslayer. Yeah, Renslayer. Um, or, like, they travel away with Miss Minutes and everything like that. And then they're like, oh, we can be partners type thing. But Victor Timely is like, I don't like partners being Kang and everything like that. So he kind of just leaves her on a boat behind where they sail away, yeah. him and Miss Minutes. And then Miss Minutes gets kind of like, it gets a bit frisky. And is like, is like, why didn't you turn me into a real girl type thing? And it was kind of disturbing. We more than partners. <laughs> and it's yeah. weird, very weird. It's very weird. And um, uh, also, that, that harkens back to the comics. Because in the comics, Kang and Ravona Renslayer, I think, were married at some yes, point. Yes, they're lovers. Or an of that character. Then they're enemies so, and they're lovers again. And yeah, it's, it's, it's a whole thing. Yeah, Miss Minutes probably knows about that. We're unsure how much of yes. everything she knows. She's a weird little yep. AI robot. She's a great character. Oh, yeah. I really love it. And oh, the yeah. whole and weird... And Tara she's Strong does Kang. an amazing vocal performance oh, as Miss Minutes, by the way. Good. <laughs> he kills it no matter what is voicing. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. she's and adding that element to the character, it's cool and it's funny, but it's weird. And I like that. I like how weird yeah. it, it yeah. gets with that because that's it's just it adds another element of memorability to this show because the show itself is really cool and it's really different oh, yeah. than the first season. And uh, once again, I like the cinema kills it this one because it's not shot like anything else. And it's carrying that kind of weird handheld look to everything, and it, it, it's just great. I'm loving every every single part of this show. I'm loving so far, and I just really want to know where it's going to go because I have no idea what even the next episode is going to be. And that's not something I could have said for a Marvel show in a long time. I yes. if at all really. And all of the yep, Marvel yep. shows, you've been like, okay, so this is what's going to happen next. With this season of Loki, I have no fucking clue. Well, that's the <laughs> and thing, that's and great. what Loki's done always well. Like, he's the character that, in the show that's, like, kind of setting up the rest of the MCU at the moment. 
like what is actually yeah. going on in the MCU of things. It all comes down to what happens in Loki. That's the thing. If if you could watch like any any Marvel show, the only one I would recommend to watch is actually Loki. Just watch Loki and then watch the films. You know, yeah. Um, all the other ones besides Moon Knight. Go and watch Moon Knight. Moon Knight's really I good. Do like, like, yeah, I love Moon Knight. It's, it's not Loki. I can admit that. As much as I I prefer yeah. watching Moon Knight because I love that show. It's Loki's just better. Oh yeah. This is a great. Yep. This is yep. the best MCU show, and this is why it has a second season. And the second season yes. is just as good. So I'm yep. all for that. And yeah, I really just want to see where this goes. And I hope that yes. the writers and the makers of this show do more Marvel stuff because they're killing it here. Let them oh, kill yeah. it elsewhere. Yep. Yeah, That's the thing. It, I yeah, wouldn't be surprised the, if yeah. they get the writers and that to help out with like the Kang dynasty and everything like that, like coming up with the they ideas should. for it. Because they're, they're yeah. doing such a so like well done job knowing what to do with Kang's character in this show already. Yep. And everything like that, and setting up Loki and setting up the whatever's happening in the TVA so well. I really feel like that would be so great to follow on into, um, yeah, the Kang Dynasty and um, secret wars and, and stuff like that. Whatever they yeah, plan to do yeah. in the future. Definitely, definitely. Um, so yeah, I mean, this show. I, I don't really know what else to talk about this episode. The set design, yeah, well, was very uh, cool. we, yeah, set design was absolutely we, amazing. We, we, obviously, being eighteen ninety three. Um, how Very we cool. get to the later part of the episode, obviously, when Miss Minutes becomes a bit weird. So, Victor Timely, um, obviously sends her back into the little thing away. And then Raverna Renslayer appears out of the shadows with, uh, somewhat, um, the baton stick things that sends them to the future. I forgot oh, what it's yeah. called. Uh, the stick know, thingies prune, that make them vaporize, tool. the pruning sticks, uh, the pruning tool. Yeah. Basically one that cool. Victor Timely had already made beforehand because they're at his lab at this point. Yeah. And then by then, obviously, Loki and Mobius show up and also a Sylvie as well because she's like, I'm going to kill this variant of Kang and every single one of them. Oh, no. And then yeah. Loki's just like, no, he's actually seems to be a good one and we need him to save the TVA because that's what Loki and Mobius are trying to do yeah. at the moment. They're trying to get all the timelines to get back together. But for them to do that, they need a Kang variant to get them in to fix yeah. it all. And everything like that. Not and obviously true. they go away with Victor Timely and everything like that. And then um Sylvie sends Renslayer all the way to the edge of time where we see a decaying corpse of um the other Kang variant from season yep. one with uh Miss Minutes remains. again. Yeah. He who remains um being like, I can tell you a secret, but you're not gonna like it, type thing. Uh, and yeah, then yeah, that a big, yeah, quite a big cliffhanger to um, next no week's idea. episode. What's the secret? No idea. What is the secret? I have no idea. Where do you think this show is going to go, Barry? Because I'm really curious to see what you think. Yeah, well, happen. is it a six-episode season? Yeah, I think yeah, it is six. as well. Yeah, so we're halfway six. through already. We're halfway through already. Damn. Well, um, what's going to happen? I, I, I want more. What's going to happen? So I think, yeah, we are going to hopefully see the somewhat, um, like, TVA has to be probably fixed by the end of this episode, uh, end of the season anyway. I think that's where it's aiming to be. Yeah. But also still, we're going to have all these variants of Kang. I would not be surprised if the final episode has that scene of all the Kang variants again. Oh, Maybe not on that scale, yeah. but just, like, a lot of, like, imaginary ones going into separate timelines and that. And this is what sets off the Kang dynasty oh, and everything like yeah. that. Um, but they're also... I. Pretty sure this is not going to happen, but I did read a rumor that apparently a certain man in a red and black suit might show up 
towards the end part of this um show because what? he's red, in red and Deadpool, black Deadpool three. Hellboy. Whoa, <laughs> Hellboy. Um, because in Deadpool three, supposedly the TVA are going to be in Deadpool three. It's a very big part of the story for that. Um, dealing oh, with all the multiverse and the Foxverse right. and everything like that. So if they tie it in and everything like that and seeing what happens, um, oh, yeah, I just kind of hope like things get kind of resolved a bit. We kind of see, like, I don't want it this season to leave on a cliffhanger. Like I do, no. but I don't like, I kind of want it to be resolved and like see knowing where we're going to go. Like it's like a definite thing. It's like, this is what's going to be happening next. Is it going yep. to be Kang fighting everyone now type thing? That's, that's where I want to see it. Um, resolving and ending and everything like that. Um, I'm not sure what's happening with Sylvie at the moment. This season, I don't I find no her idea. character to be that great. No. To be honest, not compared boring. to the first season. She's no. just like, I'm killing everyone type thing. Um, and that's kind of just like her whole, whole character at the but, moment. Maybe that will yeah. change. It's not and everything really like that, that big of a grunt. And I, mean, I would really, I would really like... Also, Loki's um, character to go back to like the normal timeline to be set up for films and everything like that. Yeah, because that's the thing we don't know cool. yet if there's going to be a season three of Loki. I don't think there will be, um, because they're still obviously moving ahead with the Kang dynasty and everything like that. It will be cool to see Loki go back into the normal movie universe of things and everything yeah. like that. And he will show up hopefully in Deadpool three, if not um, future films coming up soon. Because at the moment, Marvel is in absolute chaos with everything going on with the delays. We're not sure what's coming out first and everything like that. Uh, but at the moment, I am really enjoying the show. I will probably give this yeah. episode an eight out of ten. Uh, I, yeah. I really like, like you said, the set design for this going back to 1893 was so good. Um, Jonathan so Majors cool. as Victor Tybley showing a different variant of Kang just absolutely hit the ball. Um, on the head this time. It was it's so good to see, like, it is him, but it's a different version of him, and he's playing it kind of different as well. And it's just like, I want to see more so Kang cool. variants. Like, I want I want to yeah. see more Kang variants. Please give me more Kang variants. Mm, no, it's definitely really cool. Um, But we've got the Marvels coming up. That's the next MCU thing that yes, no one is yes. excited for. Um, nope. That's gonna <laughs> that's gonna suck. I'm calling it now. It's gonna be bad. But at least we got Loki. We got three weeks of Loki being good. Hopefully, hopefully yeah, good. Hopefully, um, hopefully good. But yeah, I, I've got high hopes for it. It's very hard to kick off a season this well and then stuff it up that badly, especially because the writers killed it the first season. Um, so I'm sure that they'll do it again. I don't want to. Yeah, jinx yeah. it or like. Well, right I now, think but... we will have another strong ending to the Loki show. I'm, so. I'm pretty confident in that, um, especially because it is the same writers from the first season. It really just depends on what it's all setting up for and everything like that. Yeah. Because, like, Marvel is in utter chaos at the moment. Nothing's really relating to a lot of things. No one's even mentioning the Eternals or there's a giant fucking oh, giant yeah. in none of the stuff at all still, which makes zero sense to in my head still. And they're making it Eternals too as well. Yeah. <laughs> good i like eternals i'd loved eternals yeah. honestly it's one of my favorite like post films so and i know that that's gonna get get me killed like online if i admit that but i loved eternals and i want more i want more good shit and less bad shit is that too much to ask for from yes. marvel yes <laughs> like, yes <laughs> like come on man oh well anyway i think that's about it for this week's episode of we talk filmberry what do you reckon is it? You didn't give your final uh, rating. What was your rating for this week's episode? <laughs> oh, 
Oh, uh, eight out of ten. There you go. Eight out of ten. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think we can wrap it up there. Sorry, it's a bit of a short one, but yeah, try and get it out as early. Obviously, we're a bit delayed in this week's podcast because of technical issues and a certain someone not getting off his butt. But other than that, thanks for joining us yet again, everyone. And as always, make sure to follow us on all our social medias. We are on YouTube where you can see a director's cut where we're going to be talking about Gen V. So make sure to stick around on YouTube for that. And um, yeah, we'll see you in the next podcast. Yeah. Bam, 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 b